You may have heard that North Carolina Supreme Court decided that gerrymandering is A-OK, which means in the U.S. House, Democrats are very likely to be losing four seats. Everyone says it's a sure thing, but nothing's a sure thing if more people vote. So just to keep that in mind. But this can be a very discouraging thing to hear. So I want you to listen to Nicole Wallace's guest, Mark Elias of Democracy Docket because what he says is hopeful and empowering. This afternoon, a monumental decision in North Carolina. It portends a significant tip in that state's balance of political power and serves as an important data point in a broader right-wing lurch happening in state houses all across our country. Today, North Carolina's Supreme Court, a body freshly Republican in majority, reversed its own earlier decision, where the court had previously ruled barely one year ago that new highly gerrymandered maps of the state's legislative and congressional districts violated that state's constitution. The newly Republican majority today said the court had no authority to overturn those GOP skewed maps in the first place. So as a result, it'll be that much easier for Republican lawmakers there to build and maintain a permanent veto-proof supermajority and with it nearly unchecked power, as we've seen in states like Tennessee. Among the long-term effects of such absolute GOP control, wholesale voter suppression, especially among Black Americans. Voting rights attorney and founder of the site Democracy Docket, Mark Elias, joins us. Mark, sometimes you're here on the heels of a win. Sometimes you're here on the heels of a loss. For democracy, this feels like a very anti-democratic day. It is. And my message I try to deliver is the same versus the same, whether I'm here after a win or I'm here after a loss. The fight for democracy is the fight of our time. And you can't let you self-believe that the fight is over when you win, and you can't let the other side discourage you from continuing the fight when you lose. What we saw in North Carolina today was what you said. It was a partisan Supreme Court, a court that used to be nonpartisan, that Republicans forced to run in partisan elections that overruled the decision of the same court three months ago simply because the composition of the court has changed. So it's a terrible decision. It is a terrible outcome for democracy and voting rights in North Carolina. But anyone who thinks it's going to stop us from continuing our fight to protect and expand voting rights and democracy um, is wrong. What is it that is, you know, there was a lot of reporting that suggested that the voter suppression laws were workshopped in D.C. and sort of pushed out. There were 489 of them making their way through 48 states. It was pretty obvious. Um, How much of the agenda in these state legislatures is being workshopped that way? And how much of it is just simply now in the DNA of Republican policymakers? So I think you need to put it into two buckets. I think that there is part of it that's in the DNA. You know, the war on metal containers called drop boxes is at this point in the (laughs) DNA. The war against um, voter registration, against uh, voting, uh, mail-in voting is in the DNA. But as we saw from the Cleta Mitchell tapes that were released online, and I know uh, you did uh, some reporting on this, there was also a very targeted effort. You know, she spoke to the Republican National Committee and she specifically talked about the need to suppress young voters and college voters in particular. And so you do have a coordinated effort at the national level to sort of fine tune the overall anti-voting message uh, and legislation to target, for example, in 2024, we know that there's going to be a concerted effort to target college voters and young voters in particular. 
On a day like today, what 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 do you do to stay optimistic, to stay hopeful, and what can we do? You know, I don't I don't have the luxury of not being optimistic. I don't have the luxury to just say, you know what, I'm going to turn the channel from what Nicole is talking about. From what <laughs> Thank you for that. To focus on something. What? Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, right, I, like, know, I worry, I I worry that it's too bleak. Frankly, yeah. No, go ahead. Yeah, but 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 like, what are we going to do? You know, I, I I've told this story before. When I was um, a young teenager, there was a uh, a Jewish American who had been a prisoner of war in a Nazi camp. Think about that. You're a Jewish American, you're 18 years old, you're in a Nazi camp. And he and his fellow Jewish soldiers decided that they were going to try to sabotage the Nazi war effort by taking little pieces of barbed wire and poking holes in the produce that they were picking and 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 processing. So, you know, do I think that did those Jewish prisoners of war think that they were gonna genuinely cripple the Nazi war effort by making the potatoes rot? No, but they were doing what they could do to fight against authoritarianism. So every day I am poking holes in the potatoes and sometimes the potatoes rot and we win. And sometimes, you know what, the other side finds another way to have sustenance and we lose. But fighting authoritarianism, fighting what we saw in Tennessee, fighting what we're seeing in Montana, fighting what we're seeing around the country is our job as as citizens of this country and so i you know that's that's what keeps me going every day it's not open uh, it's not optimism it's not pessimism it's just i'm going to poke holes in potatoes until there's nothing left in me to do i love that so much um you're gonna come to the table because i feel like we have to map this all out invite I mean, me i'll come <laughs> come you come we'll, we'll be here monday four o'clock you know where to find me you, you, no but really any day because I think that's, I think if everyone understands that that's our mission, right? And I, I take out a potato every day and then poke it everywhere I can find a, a soft spot. Yeah. But um, I think if we get enough people poking the potatoes, maybe we'll have an impact. Mark Elias, from the bottom of my heart today, thank you. I too am going to poke holes in potatoes. We all need to be poking holes in potatoes. That is my new favorite analogy to what we do. Let's make it the hashtag for saving democracy. Hashtag poking holes in potatoes. I hope this made you feel better and invigorate you to keep fighting. Shortcast Club.